0: What's going on guys? Welcome to the Business Breakthrough. In today's episode, I sit down with Jesse Ramos. He is a commercial painting contractor and he says... I want employees. I'm tired of working with subs. I want to have some control over my pricing, my business. And he feels like he's not getting that with his current model. So uh, we came up with a great strategy to help him hire employees and break into the residential market. So this is a great business breakthrough, a lot of awesome principles. I think Jesse got a lot out of this one. And it starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. All right, what's going on, everyone? I'm here with Jesse Ramos, TJ's pro painting. This guy's awesome. He wants me to grill his business. That's what he just told me to do. I'm not going to do that. We're going to hammer out some strategy. Um, we talked, though, the other not, not too long ago, you said all you do is commercial work, though, right? Yes, yes,
1: sir. yes, Tanner. Uh, so...
0: I what's do. going on, man? What's what's an area in your business right now that you're just like, dude? I need to figure this out, man. It's stressing me out. And you're a happy guy, so I can't really picture you oh, stressed.
1: I'm happy, man. I'll tell you, man. The Lord's good, man. I'm blessed. Um, you know, so I don't have much to complain about. But there is some stuff in my business I would like to get better at. Okay. I mean, I'm constantly trying to learn and and things like that, right? So I'm not sleeping on anything. But what what I'm having a little bit of trouble with is more, um, so I do sub-model right now. Okay. Um, and I'm having a, but i am I, I get around, I've been getting around more um, experienced painter or people that have been running or like a streamlined it's Like And
0: they have employees? You know,
1: yeah. And they have employees and everything, like they don't do nothing. Like they're just like chilling. And I'm like, man, like, I want to create that employee culture atmosphere and have my business streamlined to, to, instead of work, like, you know, like they all say, instead of working in it, work out, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I read a ton of books. Right. And that's what got me just kind of keep learning and learning. Um,
0: so what books stood out to you the most that you've read?
1: Traction. Traction. uh, Yeah. Traction okay. um, is probably the one that's the most. Um, if, if Yeah, I think that's the one where it talks about the lady and the cake. Um, okay. Stuff like that, yeah.
0: Um, oh, that was, uh no, that was Emith.
1: That was Emith. Oh, wait, yeah, Emith.
0: So yeah, lady E-Myth. with the cake shop.
1: That was Emith, sorry. It's Emith, yeah. and I also read Traction. Um, okay. are both really good. I kind of forgot what Traction was about.
0: That's all right. But yeah, E-Myth is the one that pretty much helps you see, hey, man, I'm not good here in the, in the business and I need to get out of the business in order to be effective. So so you want to start – sub- now, how many subs do you have? Like, you know, what do you, what, what's your operation look like?
1: And so I have um, – so I have like a – I have a total of like four or five and I have a big crew that does like big jobs. But I like to keep like the whole like three-man um, –
0: How much revenue are you doing per week
1: so we're man per it's kind of up and down because i'll get like a big job and then like i'll get like a few small jobs um so but i i'm at for like this year i think we're gonna be at and it might be even more but like 1.3 great for the year it's it's pretty good what is your
0: what is the profit on that what is your what do you think you're gonna net off of that
1: so I'm I'm so this year just this year I've actually gotten way better at like job costing and stuff, and I've noticed yeah. that I'm running really inefficient. Um, so I had employees, but they were kind of like slacking off, and the the leadership wasn't there. So I kind of um, I let the ones that that weren't really performing kind of just kind of go by themselves, and they just kind of left. And then the ones that were kind of okay, I made them a sub. So, now I, I use them. They're like my super sub, you know what I mean?
0: That's like your most trustworthy team?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's so, pretty- so, in other words, if I'm your subcontractor, what is my percentage? Like, what are you normally cutting me to do the job? How are you, how are you figuring out how much I get paid?
1: My target is 50%. That's
0: what I'm, 50, I'm trying to do. I, try. I get 50 with – do I have to provide materials or you got to yeah, provide? Yeah, you provide material. material. So I provide materials and you make 50% gross profit.
1: Yeah.
0: You'd sound, you'd be doing pretty well. I mean, at that, at that rate.
1: Yeah. So, I, but i like, I was, uh, so I barely started doing that. I want to say around March, like actually okay. being like, all right, 50%, no matter what, but what will happen sometimes is the fact that I'll bid a job and then the sub will be like, man, that's not enough money. And I'm like, all right, well let's you know tell the other stuff now the guy's like "Uh, i don't know we'll see what happens and i'm like but you know but i'm like well i can't bring all y'all to the same place because they all want to see it i got pictures pictures don't do justice stuff like that you know what i mean right so so that's where it kind of gets a little bit you know
0: yeah. So, so the job types that you're taking, you know, how are you getting these jobs and what are they like? Is it commercial? Like is it industrial work or is it like commercial apartment buildings? Like is it exterior? Is it interior? What type of jobs are they?
1: They're uh, so we work with a lot of schools. Um, so they're like um, independent school districts, uh, facility managers, jobs. Um, do
0: you, do you enjoy this type of work? Like when you like, do you like doing this stuff?
1: To be honest, yeah, so I used to work with a lot of general contractors, but two of them went bankrupt on me last year. And they owed me like 55 Gs and they just, they just disappeared and started new companies. So, uh, do
0: you find that you're having, like, do you have cash flow issues? Like with these jobs, they take a while and then you're, you're on a net 30. Is that, is that something you're running into?
1: Yeah, so I'm on a net 30 or 60. Um, but so I kind of saved up a lot of money to get in the space. cover it. Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm working with, it was like these past couple of years, I've been in, there a few years I've been in business. Well, it's a lot now, but like around, I think I told you seven, but it might've been six. But um, I just kind of reinvest and save and save and save um, to kind of do these bigger projects, to be able to, to cash flow them, you know what I'm saying?
0: It sounds, that sounds stressful. <laughs> I'll be honest.
1: Man, boy, I tell you. <laughs>
0: Sounds stressful. I mean, that's not, that's, that's not, I mean, to me, that's not like, you know, that's not business, man. Like that's not, that's not, I mean, it's business. I mean, it's going to work, but to me it's not like, like you're not like in a, in a, in a happy place, man. Like where you're like sitting back thinking like, man, like my business is under control. It sounds like you're in survival mode every day. Well,
1: see, and that's, that's why, uh, man, that's why I wanted to get on the, on the, uh, on this on this grill session, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I, because I I feel like everybody's like, man, you're doing great, you're doing great. And I'm like, yeah, I'm all right, but like, I feel like I mean,
0: great isn't defined by like money. Like, I mean, as much as we say that, like, you know, that's the metric that we base our success off of. You know, I don't bet, I don't, bet, I don't base my success off of money, and I don't think you do either. Because you're making, you're hitting 1.3 million, and you're very, you're you're at a point where you want me to grill your business. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, and, and the problem is, is that you feel like you have no ownership. You feel like you have nothing proprietary. You feel like you have nothing to give or sell. Any of these subs can walk away from you and you've, and you're, you're down to nothing. That's scary. And you want yeah. some proprietary ownership now. And I think you're at a good place because you've made so many mistakes and you learned so much through your experience. You're ready for that. I think you need to tap into the residential market with employees. I think that if you're trying to create culture, I think one thing that you should do right now is you should leave commercial how it's running until you build up residential to the point where it overtakes commercial. Because if you start trying to create processes in commercial and camaraderie, teamwork, morale, all that stuff, dude, you're so far removed from that commercial environment that that's going to be really hard for you to do because you're not going to be there. It's not like you're just going to magically just start going to these jobs now when you're comfortable in, in your place, right. You're not just going to start going there and teach, you know, it's not going to happen. Like you don't have the ability to create that environment in, uh, an, an empty school, you know, I mean, one yep. person's 300 yards away from the next person. And it's just like, yeah, go paint this man. You know? And it's, there's nothing there. There's no heart there, man. Like, and I think that if you, Make it a priority to say, you know what, I'm gonna break into the residential market. Obviously, you know how to paint a house. You're, you know, you've, you you know that, and and you're you're very customer service oriented. You can speak very well. All these things will equate to success in the residential market. No, I'm being dead serious. You know, so it's like that's what the commercial market lacks is customer service. You're in a business right now where customer service they don't even care about. They just want you to get in, paint get out they don't care if you were nice on the phone or if you asked how their dog was doing like those are things that your your customers right now don't care about your customers care about one thing and make sure you understand this very well that little dollar amount that they've been assigned to cover the painting cost of the project right and whether or not you can do the job for that assigned dollar amount that's all they care about so for you like i feel like It's time to pivot. And that's a really good book you should read too. pivot where you're essentially it's time to, it's time, it's time to make the switch, man. It's time to, it's time to shift. I have it over there. Um, in other words, like you don't even need to read the book, just get it. So you can see the cover of it where it says pivot, you know, and, and all that means is like when your business is heading in one direction, right now you're at what we call a crossroads where there's an opportunity mentally for you to say, you know what I'm, I'm considering moving You're at a crossroads right now. And what you need to do is you need to say, okay, now it's time to pivot in this direction before this crashes. All right. So what you're probably looking at is there's a crash coming in your vehicle, whether it's, you know, metaphorically, or it could be just, you know, the business just implodes your subcontractor relationships fall through. You're not looking at major contracts coming in, in the next few months. You're probably thinking like, I don't know how much longer I'm going to sustain in this direction. That's when it's time to pivot. That's what the smart business owners do. They get, they, they, they change directions quick. And I think that you're at a stage right now where you should prepare to tap into the residential market because you can number one create a team of employees that go and do this. Now you can start off with just two guys that are your employees that you know can deliver between three and five thousand dollars a week in churn revenue if they do full houses, right? Um, you know, and then you build up that team. I like teams of four. So you should say, okay, my goal is to create a team of four. And I want to see if I can keep them busy every single week with residential work. And then you're going to say, okay, a team of four can accomplish 25 to 30,000 in a month. Okay. At capacity. That all comes down to number one, what type of jobs you take. I think in the beginning, you should only take, and you're in Texas, so you can paint exterior year around there.
1: Pretty much. Pretty, pretty much.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So that's a huge, huge advantage for you because you can take exterior painting and interior painting that doubles your market size. So every house is a customer twice, you know? So for me, I look at it like that. I say, okay, the market's huge. I can control the marketing. This is one thing that you can't do right now. I know you can't control your marketing. Like if people don't call you for work right now, you're screwed because how can you advertise your work to a commercial marketplace? It's hard. They have their own network of uh, contractors they've been using for years and you're competing against price every single day. Yes. Yeah. Right. And uh, you got to say yes. So people don't think that you're ignoring me on the podcast. Yeah, I'm just He's like, shake. He's like, fake He's like, yeah, man, this is all true. You yeah. know, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a better life when you're not always competing against price because customers, homeowners, like you have a house, right? You live in a home. Yeah. Did you ever invite a contractor to come give you a quote for something? I did. I what, what were they giving you? What were they giving you a quote for? What was the last thing know, you got a quote a, for?
1: To put a covert in the driveway.
0: How many quotes did you get? I got three. Okay. Did you go with the highest one?
1: I thought about it. Cause he was probably the, the, the best. Looking,
0: did you go with the lowest one or the middle? No,
1: no, no. I, I don't know. I didn't really trust that guy. He a little okay, which
0: you, you, went to, you went with the middle guy, right? I went, I actually did it myself. Oh, you did it yourself? No, yeah. you're, you're a horrible homeowner. No, because yeah, you're a contractor. I, I, but was I, there ever a time we actually hired somebody to do work?
1: Um, no, you
0: did everything. No, no, you're just, a bad, you're a bad example, yeah, but, you, but, no, but when you, but when you saw those sales processes, you're a contractor, many of your customers aren't going to paint their house by themselves. Follow me here. No, no, you're a contractor. No. So you can think like, yeah, I could do it. But when you got those estimates, you really considered going with the highest bidder. Why was his personality on point? Was his customer service there? Was his, was his knowledge there? Like, did he give you a better presentation than the other two? I think
1: it was the, uh, the knowledge, and uh, kind of explained everything better.
0: Versus- it, was the, it, was the, it was the trust, right? Yeah. It was the, hey, you're coming to my home now, and I got to make sure that I feel safe with you around my kids and my wife. You know, yeah. that's, that's a man's mentality. Anybody listening to yeah. this knows exactly what the freak I'm talking about, yeah. right? You got to make sure that anyone comes in your world here that they're, they're going to be able to function properly. And you said, oh, I didn't trust that guy. It's the first thing you said when yeah. I asked you about the lower bid, right? So you weren't buying based off of price. You were buying based off of trust. It's an easier sell, and you're going to make a, more, a greater margin, and you're going to be able to pay people better. Right now, you know your subs are fighting for the same. They're, they're fighting for scraps. If you're already pricing your jobs to compete with price, then you're having to give them 50% of that. You know, No wonder they're like, hey, man, $100 on this one isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so what do you think about that? What what do you think about that, man? Can you see that plan go into fruition? What do you think about that? So,
1: man, so the the residential market is 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 uh like I didn't, I guess I was kind of like under the, you know, my my I had my sunglasses on or something because I I really didn't see the opportunity, and so I started hanging out with some guys that were doing it, making so much million in the residential market and I'm like what y'all are doing this much like you know because to me I'm like man they're like because the the thing what happens now is I'll get a residential project and I'm like "Ah, I don't want to go look at it because like I got this big project over here I'm trying to like look at you know what I mean so I'll kind of like put it on the back burner right but you know at the end of the day it just depends on what the profit is you
0: know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, it just depends on, you know, but you're you, when you came to me, one of your biggest things was you wanted to create a team atmosphere. You wanted to create camaraderie. You know, you wanted to create, you know, all these things that, uh, you know, that that a, a, a company thrives off of, like, you know, where you can say, okay, these guys are wearing my uniform. They're wearing my brand. They're representing customers the way I want them to be represented. Um, and I'm saying right now you're an opportune time, you know, normally I'm teaching people how to do this without cash flow coming in. So like for you, you have the ability to come in like a franchise, dude, I'm talking, you can create a a super fast, effective hiring, um, hiring strategy. I have a hiring course. I'll give it to you. It's how to hire people in a residential market. You can take that course uh, for free. So that'll get you kickstarted on that. Um, second thing is you want to market, spend the money on marketing, man. I'll connect you with somebody I know who does, uh, Facebook ads, you can, you can do Facebook ads. Now you have two things in place. You don't have to change your business. You don't have to sign up for an LLC operated under the same company, bro. And all you're doing is a test. And what you're testing is, is can I find two people that I want to be my employees, invite them to your office, do interviews with them, just like I teach you in, uh, in my hiring course, and then find somebody to bring you leads and just see what happens. Okay. And you go and do the estimates. Do you like, do you do the estimates for what you do now?
1: Yeah. I do all the estimates right
0: now. Perfect. Uh, and you already have drip jobs. So we're going to put your leads right into drip jobs. They're going to be nurtured and then you're going to be able to convert them automatically in there, you know? So it's like, you have the, you have all the tools to just try this out. Um, and I think that like, I would love to go further with you on this topic, but I think like that's your only option if you want to create what you're trying to create. Number one, you need to challenge yourself enough to hire and you need to pay someone to bring you leads and see what happens. You handle the sales, done deal. So, because You're not that far away.
1: What I noticed with residential is I'll price myself out of a lot of work, uh, especially on the interior stuff. Right. So I'll just be like, and I guess I need to be better at my whole sales process deal. Um,
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, the sales process, I have a sales course, you know, I mean, I can teach you all that stuff, you know, I mean, you know, we bring it, man, you know, but it's, it's, it's not so much, it's all about costs. Like when you price jobs, you are pricing everything based on a cost. You're identifying number one, what's my labor going to be and what's the materials going to be for the job. And it's the same thing with, 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 uh, with residential, right? So let's say you pay two guys, $25 an hour on the book. So it comes out to 30 bucks an hour after taxes, workers comp and all that. It's 60 bucks, right? For the hour, right? And then let's say you come to my house. I got a 2000 square foot house here. And you talk to the crew leader and say, how many days do you think it's going to take on this one? He says three. Okay. So that means each person is owed eight hours per day. So each person gets 24 hours. That's times two, cause there's two employees that's 48 hours. So that means that we need to do 48 times the $30 an hour. And that gives us our total labor cost. So, for example, in that example, it's going to be forty dollars an hour, or excuse me, thirty times forty-eight. Okay, so that means for you to to have the job done at my house, it's going to cost you fourteen forty. Okay, just like that. So now you know all in what your labor cost is. Then what's the paint going to be? Let's say you use twenty gallons here. It's a lot of paint, but let's say you overestimated. Um, twenty gallons of paint times. Um, let's see. Forty dollars a gallon is eight hundred bucks. Okay. All right. So that comes out to fourteen forty times eight hundred. So let's say your costs for this job, fourteen forty plus eight hundred. Sorry. Say your cost for this job are twenty two forty. Okay. How would you price the job? I just flip it. Times two, right? Yeah. There you go. That's easy. So, <laughs> I mean, that's your, that's your, that's your, that's your, that's your price. 4480. Now let's say I tell you that's a little too high. What do you say to me? Uh, you're not used to negotiation as much because in commercial work, there's no negotiation really. It's just like, okay, this is what they want. Obviously they might yeah. come back to you and say, this is what the budget, but you, you, you lose that opportunity in home sales. You can go into that house, present that price, wait for you to react to me. So tell me my price is too high
1: your price is way
0: too high. Oh, man. Let me ask you this. Have you ever gotten your house painted by a professional painting company before?
1: Um, Not this one.
0: Not this one. That's right. So let me tell you a little bit about why our price is what it is. And then we'll talk a little bit about how I can maybe help uh, align our price with what your expectation is. And then we can see if we can come to a mutual agreement, you know, And, and, and that's if you really need a job. Okay cuz really what it is is it doesn't matter in the beginning if you're making 50% on every job. Like for me it's like this is supply and demand. Right now in my company I'm I'm booked out for 2 months. I don't budge on price. Like there's no negotiation. But with home sales you have a couple negotiation opportunities. Number one, you do a value proposition. So for example, you might notice outside their house that they have a detached garage that could really use a pressure wash and the roof outside of that garage could use a pressure wash you can say listen you know i know that this price you may think be a little outside of what you had expected but i'll tell you what if you allow me to earn your business today i'll throw in pressure wash in that that garage uh the, the roof and the, and the house how's that sound you know let them make the assumption of what value that is and they might say you know what the hassle of me trying to find someone to do that is worth paying him what he wants to get paid for this job he clearly wants the job so that's a value proposition that's you doing something without lowering the price. Yeah. You have a cost, but it's not going to be much if you have your employee do it. All right. So that's, that's, that's one way. And then number two is, is obviously you can, you can ask what their expectation is. So you might say, Tanner, your price is too high. I'm going to say, well, what's your, what was your expectation? You know, what did you expect to pay? Well, they might say, you know, we wanted to be at about 3,500. You're at 4,400. They're at 3,500. So your job now is to sell a thousand dollars worth of value because that's how, that's the difference. So you know that you could sell the job for thirty five hundred. You'd probably be at about twenty percent. So you know you have a job, but it's just a matter of how much you want to make. So like that's where it comes into negotiation. You could do that in home sales. You know I've done it for years. Like you know there's people that I have negotiated hundred and fifty dollars off. They told me that the price was too high. I gave them some value. I explained who we were, our processes, built more trust, continued to showcase how invested I was offered value and then I said, listen, I'll take $150 off if you allow me to earn your business today. Here's the pen.
1: There you go. So, you that, that, so. that's that's one of the so because I always hear these guys talking about we're uh booked out for so much. And the way we the way I you know the way we are is like we kind of like you were saying it's not consistent. Right. You kind of take, you know, take take what kind of what what the calls and then kind of like some other avenues and 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 you know it's hard it's hard to forecast like uh it,
0: it is it's it's definitely hard to forecast um you know but what we need to do obviously is create predictability any way we can man and that's taking take, it starts with marketing if you have someone that can deliver you the exact type of job types you want okay then you're not taking random things and you're putting your team in a position to to produce consistent results That allows you to schedule effectively. You know, that allows you to price effectively because you know the cost ahead of time of doing the same project over and over and over again. So you have to identify, I'm only going to take full exterior repaints. I'm only going to take full interior repaints. So you're not going to take one to two bedrooms. That's not your job type. You're not going to take wallpaper removal. You don't do that. You're not going to take popcorn. You're not going to do that. You're going to just take full house painting to, to maintain the integrity of your pricing your scheduling and your marketing, like that's how you that's how you do it. Um, so let me give you those resources. I'll give you the, the hiring course. I'll send you the link for the sales course because I want you to buy that so you actually you actually take it um, and you go through it. Um, and, and then I'll connect you with a marketer, man. I have this bundled package ready for you if you're ready to take the leap.
1: Gotcha. Was
0: gotcha. that helpful?
1: Man, yeah, super helpful, man.
0: Super All right, helpful. can we can we connect again on here? In maybe like two weeks.
1: Man, yeah, I, I, would, uh, I would like that. Man. That's all I was about to tell you, man. I was like, man, if, if, if we had a little bit more time.
0: but uh, We do, uh, but, I, but I've, learned, I've learned that I got to give you some things to start with before I yeah. unleash the, the rest. Like if you tell me in two weeks, Tanner, all right, I got the two employees that are going to work uh, on the residential side full time. I already signed up with the marketer, Okay. I got the uh, I got, I got, I got, it, I got it locked in and ready to go. I already sold a couple jobs. Then we can, then we can talk strategy from that point.
1: So, if uh, I guess I'll do that work for the time. Okay. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna send you some stuff when we get off the call. All right, that works,
1: man. That works.
0: All right, Jesse. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. It's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to DripJobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time, it's going to make you money, and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to DripJobs.com and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out drip jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.